Good morning, Alpha Street. What a joy it is to be here. I thank my friend and my brother, your beloved pastor, Dr. Howard John Wesley, for the invitation to come and share this historic moment with you to celebrate 216 years that the Lord has led this body of Christ. As your pastor has indicated on occasions before, our friendship has been strong as we work together in the National Baptist Convention and how blessed we have been at First Missionary Baptist Church in Huntsville, Alabama to have him come down on many, many occasions. In fact, I said once, I think when I was here before, that when he came to preach either the first or second time, more sermons were requested, CDs, DVDs, and what have you, after he preached than in the history of our broadcasting. <laughs> they, they love Howard John Wesley at First Missionary Baptist Church, and we thank God for him and for his friendship and for the work that God has given us together across these years. I would even say more if time uh, were available, but I know time is restricted, and uh, I hope I can get finished on time. Yet, yesterday, we were blessed in a tremendous way to hear my friend and Dr. Wesley's friend, the Reverend Dr. W. Franklin Richardson, who blessed us with the Word of God on last night. He, too. He, too, is a friend of many years. We worked together in the National Baptist Convention, and he, too, has preached at First Missionary Baptist Church, and we have been blessed by his ministry. While we were doing the fellowshipping, two of our members, former members, I should say, came up to hug me and let me hug them. Uh, Sister Hose, Denise Hose, and Brother Johnny McAlpine, it was so good to see both of you and fellowship with you. I think I told your pastor one time when he was down to Huntsville preaching, man, we're sending you so many members, you better send us some too. <laughs> yeah, I'm delighted that the members from our church who've come this way have made this their home church because with this great pastor and with you, a great church family, they couldn't be in a better home. We thank God for the far-reaching ministry that this church has. After we shall have finished praying, I want to read from the 100th Psalm from the NIV translation, and then I will give you the subject of the message for the morning. Always, O oh God, we need you, for we cannot preach nor worship without you. So again today, 
show yourself strong in this whole worship experience as you've already done and may you continue to do. Use these moments of preaching to glorify your name and to build up and strengthen the body of Christ. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I'll read the whole psalm, but I'm going to back into it by way of the back door, and I'll tell you about that when I finish reading it. NIV reads, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. I want to speak about, maybe see it. I want to speak about celebrating 200 and 16 years of the goodness of God. The text says, for the Lord is good. Verse 5a. Verse 2b says, come before his presence with singing. And verse 4 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. That's how I will treat this message, celebrating 216 years of the goodness of God. One of the main attributes of God is his goodness. About 35 years ago, I was preaching for a friend in another city, and that morning as he stood to give the call to worship, he said to the congregation, God is good. And the congregation answered, all the time. I confess to you that that was the first time I had heard that call to worship, but I was blessed and impressed because indeed God is good. And for the preacher to stand and give the call to worship and announce that God is good and for the people to affirm that he's good all the time warmed my heart. May I suggest to you that long before my friend stood in the pulpit and said that God is good, and long before the psalmist wrote that God is good, God was already good. So God is not good because my friend said he's good. God is not good because the psalmist said he's good. God is not good because you and I say he's good. God is good because God is good. God is intrinsically and inherently good. He was good before we got here. And he's good while we're here. And he's going to be good after we are gone. For from eternity to eternity, God 
is good. And guess what? The only way we know that God is good because he revealed his goodness in his word and allowed us to experience it in our relationship to him. So because of the goodness of God having been revealed to us and manifested to us, we then can celebrate the goodness of God. And this psalmist in the 100th Psalm gives us some clues for celebrating the goodness of God. The first clue that he gives is that we ought to celebrate the goodness of God by coming into his presence with joyful singing. Come before his presence with singing, the psalm says. The people of Israel were a singing people. They had a book of songs called the Psalter. We call them today the book of Psalms. And Israel would sing at various times from that Psalter, the book of the Psalter. She would lift up the hymns or the Psalms and praise God from them and with them and through them. Choir master, perhaps as your minister of music has done, would stand before the choir and lead them and perhaps call out to them and say, today let's sing hymn 24. We're getting ready to move into the holy precinct of Jerusalem. And there the walls are before us and the gates standing. And we need to enter to worship and praise God. And so they would sing together, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. And perhaps somewhere in the tenor section, the tenor would say, who is the King of glory? And the congregation would answer, or the choir would answer by saying, the Lord of hosts, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, he is the King of glory. On other occasions, perhaps the choir master would say to the choir, let's lift up hymn 27, and let's sing together. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. For whom shall I be afraid? When my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Then perhaps on other occasions, uh, when they wanted to just pour out their souls to God, the way this choir pours out its soul and heart to God, the choir master would say, okay, let's sing today Psalm, hymn 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all, not just some, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Israel was a singing people. She came before the Lord with songs of joy. Now, if the Israelites who represented the old covenant could come before God with joyful singing, how much more those of us who live on this side of Calvary and on this side of the resurrection, how much more should we praise God? How much more should we come before his presence with joyful songs? 
Paul reminded us in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19, that we ought to speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in our hearts unto the Lord. And so it's right that this choir has led us on this celebration of the 216th anniversary of this church in joyful song. But let me just share quickly with you that perhaps we ought to just keep coming in here Sunday after Sunday, coming through those doors with joy in our hearts. Even those of us who can't carry a good tune with our lips, we can carry one in our heart. And we ought to come in with joyful song in our hearts and on our lips. We ought to come in extolling the love of God. There is a name I love to hear. I love to sing its word. It sounds like music in my ear. The sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus because he first loved me. As you've already done, we ought to come in underscoring the faithfulness of God. Maybe we ought to lift up that hymn, Great is thy faithfulness, Lord unto me. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All that I've needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord unto me. And then if we want to be real short but powerful, there's another little jingle that accents joy. This joy I have. The world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it. And the world can't take it away. We ought to come before God in joyful song. We ought to celebrate this 216th anniversary praising God in joyful song. The second clue that the psalmist gives in this 100th psalm is that we ought to come in his presence with thankful hearts. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. My dears, just to think about God is to be thankful. Every time I think about God, I'm thankful for God. What are you thankful for God for, Julius? I'm thankful to God for who he is. And I'm also thankful to God for what he's done. I'm thankful to God for who he is. Who is he, Julius? He's high and holy. He's great and good. He's perfect and pure. He's mighty and merciful. He is king of kings and Lord of lords. He's the sovereign God of the whole universe and all of heaven. He can do what he wants to, when he wants to, how he wants to, to whomever he wants to, because he's God. But guess what? In his sovereignty, he will never do wrong. He's always for his people. Oh, praise his holy name. We ought to praise God for who he is. Then we ought to praise God for what he's done. And what he's done is just too numerous for me to try to enumerate up here today. So let me just give you one pivotal event. When we talk about what God has done, go to Calvary. That's the pivotal event of what God has done. 
And Paul succinctly puts it this way in Romans 5, 8. For God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, praise his name. So when we come together and we celebrate Calvary and what God has done for us, we ought to be able to sing, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain and he washed it white as snow. We're thankful for what God has done. On this day, as you celebrate the 216th anniversary of this body of Christ, you can be particularly thankful for what God has done for you as a body of Christ. It's already been stated, but let me restate it. You can be thankful that God has brought you through slavery. Early part of the church family brought you not only through slavery, but through the emancipation. Brought you through Jim Crowism, segregation. Brought you through the period when they talked about we all have equal rights, but we always knew that they were not equal, they were unequal. Brought us through great trials and tribulation. Brought us through great struggles and hardships. But he continued to bless you. Gave you pastoral leadership. 216 years, you've only had eight pastors. How remarkable that is. There's been longevity here. God has given you longevity in leadership. And now you've come to the tenure of Dr. Howard John Wesley, whom God has blessed you with. And he's carrying on in a mighty way in the name of God. He's allowed himself to be used by God in dynamic preaching and dynamic teaching. He's developed great ministries and added them to the already ministry, existing ministries of this church. So you can just take a moment this morning and celebrate Dr. John, Howard John Wesley as a gift to the body of Christ. <clears throat> and then you can look at your collective experiences as well as your individual experiences and see how God has brought you through and how you can give thanks to him for bringing you through. And as you think about how he's brought you through joys and sorrows, ups and downs, adversities and prosperity, how he's brought you through moments when you knew that you could not have made it had it not been for God. And so you can look down the corridor of your own collective and individual experiences and you can sing with Andre Crouch I've had many tears and sorrow. I've had questions about tomorrow. There have been times I didn't know right from wrong. But in every situation, God gave me blessed consolation that my trials come only to make me strong. Then he has one more. I thank God for my mountains. I thank God for my valleys. I thank God for the storms he's brought me through. For if I had not had a problem, 
I would not know that God could solve them. I would not know what faith in God could do. So through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Is that your testimony this morning? We can be thankful for the journey because God has been in every segment of my journey and your journey. And I give him praise. There's one final clue. One final clue that the psalmist gives. And I'll take my seat. Not only should we come in his presence and celebrate his goodness and celebrate these 216 years of the goodness of God by singing joyful songs and by being thankful in our hearts, but he also says we ought to come with shouts of praises. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. I'll try to be short on this point, but one of the primary purposes of the church is to praise God. Oh, we ought to be involved in all the other ministers of the church, but we ought to never forget to praise God because it's the energy that we get from praising God that helps us to do ministry. We need to come in here collectively and let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We need to come in here collectively and be blessed as each one praises God and we draw from the strength of the other. When this one praises God, it makes another want to praise him more. The elders used to say in the church where I grew up, it goes from heart to heart and from breast to breast. God flows in worship. He's fluid in worship. He's dynamic in worship. We ought to praise God because he's a wonderful, marvelous, majestic God. If I had time, I'd tell you how the 150th Psalm is a model for praise. For the man says, let everything that hath breath praise God. And then he talks about where to praise God, in his sanctuary, in his mighty heavens. Then he says why we ought to praise God, because of his mighty deeds and his excellent greatness. Then he says how we ought to praise God. We ought to praise him with the harp and the trumpet and the string instruments and the dance and the cymbals and the loud cymbals. Let everything that hath breath <clears throat> praise the Lord. On my way to my seat, may I tell you this? We are more in tune with heaven when we are praising God than at any other time. If you don't believe it, let's take a quick journey up to heaven and let's see what's going on up in heaven. When you get up there, you're going to see 24 elders. And John says in Revelation, the 24 elders have 24 crowns. They wear the crowns upon their heads. And then when they are worshiping God, then they do it all the time. They reach up on their heads and they pull off those golden crowns and they lay them down at God's feet. And when they lay them down at God's feet, they cry, you are worthy to receive honor and glory and blessings. When you get up there, you're gonna see four living creatures and the four living creatures are just bowing prostrate in the presence of God. And they are singing, holy, 
holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was, who is, and whoever shall be. And then John said when he looked a little further, there were angels encircling the throne of God. 10,000 times, 10,000 times, thousands, and they were all praising God, and they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world to receive glory and honor and praises and riches and might. And may I tell you this, one of these days when I get to heaven, I'm gonna do exactly what all these folk up there are doing. I'm gonna bow prostrate before the Lord and I'm gonna praise his name. You know what I think I'm gonna tell him? I think I'm gonna tell him, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me that great salvation, so full and so free. Thank you. 